This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. As you might notice, uh, I'm not Michael Cargill. This is Zach History. I am filling in for Mike. Uh, He's on his way to the studio, running a little bit late, but we're getting this show started anyway. So, let's see. In the studio, we have Mike with 511 Tactical. And uh, say hi, Mike. Hi, how's it going? Hey. So first, let's uh, get into a little bit of what's going on in Austin. So, yeah, this weekend there was a shooting in downtown Austin. Of course, it's uh, over by the Arch. Big surprise, right? (laughs) There's also shooting in the Domain. I think that was at uh, one of those clubs on rock rose yes it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also uh all those scooters you see around town lime bird jump they are getting a lawsuit filed against them for negligence uh jim freeman is filing this lawsuit and he says that they are malfunctioning and the lights aren't working and people are having trouble with those and that's the cause of some accidents although i think that uh yeah, mm, they're a little bit dangerous to get on, in my opinion. So yeah, anyway, let's get to Mike with 511. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Uh, tell me a little bit about 511 Tactical. So 511 Tactical is a tactical clothing brand out of uh, California. And uh, we've got a new shop. It's actually our one-year anniversary this weekend, so we have a sale still going on right now th- towards the end of the day. 20% off everything in the store. Oh, everything. And what do y'all sell? Everything. So we sell tactical clothing. We we have uh, range bags. We have uh, pants to go to the range. We have hiking pants, uh, polos, anything you can think of. I mean, I'm wearing t-shirts and and uh, and some chinos right now. Do you have running clothes? Uh, we do. We have some workout clothes. Oh, we get wow. a lot of the uh, CrossFit communities in. We have weighted uh, plates. We sponsor the CrossFit Games. Oh, oh nice. that's okay. right. You have the uh, weighted vest that they use, like for the Murph. That's right. Is that yeah. The, so the we same actually, one. Yeah, we had an event this year. You come by and uh, and you put your Murph time down, and we gave you a free patch that said uh, Murph 2019. Oh, nice. Is that a 20 pound weighted vest? <laughs> uh, you can put any uh, any weights in there. So they have 20 pound, 30 pound weighted vests. Oh, nice. Do you use those? I don't, not myself. No, you don't. Yeah, that's a little uh, a little heavy. Murph that's, is that's hard a, enough without a weight. I yeah, think. it's a little heavy for me. 
What is that? That's a it's a one mile run, a hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, and three hundred squats, and then another mile. one mile run. That's right. Yes. Wow, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I haven't tried it. I hope to try it next year. <laughs> So that's a 5'11 shirt you have on right now, huh? That's right. Yeah, we have uh, T-shirts. Usually when we come out with a T-shirt, we'll come out with a matching patch as well. So we have patches that you can put on hats, uh, shirts, sweaters. You can put them on range bags too, huh? You can put them on range bags. That's right. We have our new uh, range master uh, of bags out right now. So we have a backpack. We have a smaller duffel and then a larger duffel. All of those bags are going to come with an additional pistol case and ammo bags. So these are great for taking to the range, huh? That's right. Yeah. The pants are great for going to the range as well. Now, I followed Tim Kennedy on Instagram. I So I think that's where I saw you all, as you stated earlier. So he's affiliated with us. Yes. Yes, he is. A, uh, he's sponsored by us. Uh, he does a lot of our corporate um, commercials. They're all done at the store here in Austin. He, he's doing a giveaway right now, I think, with you guys, right? Yes. Yes. I, I, I signed up. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So he's doing, uh, it's a promotion where you enter to win. Um, you'll win. It, it's uh, you plus a friend. You're going to go to Vegas. Yeah, and to train with him, To right? train with his yeah. company, Sheepdog Response. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then you'll also get $511 gift card to go shopping at the store in Las Vegas. All right, put in a good word for me. I, I signed up. I will. I'll do that. <laughs> so where's your shop? The shop's uh, 5400 Brody Lane, uh, right there in between Home Goods and TJ Maxx. Okay, and we were talking about it earlier. I'm not really familiar with that part of Austin. Uh, you said it's over. Yeah, so there's in... a there's an academy there, uh, mm -hmm. also a Home Depot, and we're at the opposite end of those stores. Okay, how long have you been with uh, 511 Tactical? Uh, I've been with 511 a year, so I've been with the store since they opened up here in Austin. You got a lot of the apparel that they sell? Yeah, my, everything? My, yeah almost everything. <laughs> I have uh, multiple colors of all the pants, shirts, polos. I mean, the, the polos are, are lightweight. Helio polos are great polos. You can get them embroidered. Uh, they're snag-proof, um, antimicrobial, anti-odor. Oh, yeah, that uh, that would help me out a lot, personally. <laughs> <laughs> you said you have some good pants to wear the range, huh? Yes, we do. So we have the ABR Pro Pant. It's a new pant. It's a, a kind of a rift off our original pant. It's called the Tech Light Pro. We've had that pant around since the beginning. Now it's going to be more form-fitting, uh, lighter weight material. All of the, almost all of our pants are Teflon coated too, so you don't have to worry about uh, staining or anything like that. Water is going to bead right off of them. Uh, Ripstop material. We came out with another uh, new line, which is the Icon pant, uh, Bravo pant, and then a Capital pant. And that's going to have those side zippers uh, that people are liking right now in the tactical community. Okay, so I got on jean shorts right now. Um, why would I want to get your range pants? What would that do for me? Well, we also uh, we also have denim pants that have stretch to them. Oh, I love stretchy pants. I don't even wear non-stretch pants anymore. Right, right. Because they're so comfortable. So we have those pants. They're called the Defender Flex Pant. They're extremely comfortable. I've ha I have four pair, and uh, I'll probably have to give them away because I, I can't wear them out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you go shooting yourself? Yes, I do. I'm, uh, I, uh, so I used to be uh, an RSO at Nardis Gun Club in San Antonio. Oh, nice. Hey, I think we have Michael on the phone right now. Michael, you there? Oh, yeah. You guys are doing wonderful, man. That's <laughs> awesome. I love you. Hey, we miss you up in here in the studio. Yeah, 
we had a little that little incident today. We had to take care of a little emergency. Don't that doesn't happen that often. So we got it worked out. But I see, man, five eleven tactical inside the studio. Yeah, what's going on, Mike? All right, and you guys got that awesome discount that you were talking about. Uh, the discount that ends today on your website. That's Tell right. Tell people one more time. What is that? What is that discount? So that's the friends and family sale we have going on, and it's 20% off of everything in the store, including third-party items. We sell uh, Benchmade and Hogue knives. Um, so, yeah, 20% off of everything, including the clearance items. We'll take an additional 20% off that sale price. And I tell you, with all this stuff that's going on with Austin, I tell you, man, I, I need some tactical pants. I need a tactical shirt. You know, because I'm, I'm afraid to walk out of my building. <laughs> I need to be, I got to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Come on by. We'll hook you up. All right. And then your website, tell everybody the name of your website and where they can find you again. A 511tactical.com. And uh, you can find us 5400 Brody Lane. All right. That's right. So 511tactical.com. And definitely take advantage of that discount. It ends today. 20%. Today is the last day. 511. Oh, man, today's the last day. We missed that, so I'm going to get that today. I'm going to get in on that today before you guys end that and make sure I get me some free stuff as well. Uh, we have Inside the Studio coming up. We have, we're going to talk about, you know, the homeless. We're going to talk about the uh, community uh, conference that's going to take place on August the 6th. going to tell you where that's going to take place. Got somebody in the studio that's going to tell you about that. And also, we're going to talk more about some stuff that happened this weekend. This weekend, man, there was a shooting downtown Austin. There was a stabbing. And it's only Sunday. Good Lord, we got to live through the night. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back, and we're back, we're back, we're back. We're talking about some things that are going to take place the beginning of this month, August, August the 6th. You know, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, you and the city have a terrible track record. You can't clean up the arch, so why should we trust you with keeping the new shelter clean? Why in the world should we trust the city? They have proven to not be good neighbors, not good neighbors at all. They can't even clean up the arch. So why should I trust the city of Austin with actually uh, opening another facility in South Austin? If you can't clean up the facility that you have now, you're proven to be a terrible neighbor, and we just cannot trust you. So on August the 6th, we actually have an event coming up. And let me bring to the mic Cleo. Cleo, go ahead and tell people your name and the organization that you're with. Hi, I'm Cleo Patricic, and I'm with SAFE Project Austin. It's uh, the acronym for SAFE Austin for Everyone. 
And we're a group of strangers up until a month ago where we all, neighbors, moms, dads, teachers, professional uh, realtors, uh, businessmen, all who united uh, with the same concern that the city council is trying to ram something down in our neighborhood that is unacceptable and wouldn't be tolerated if it was West Austin or Northwest Austin. So, All right, and Cleo, you got that we have something coming up this uh, next week on August the sixth. And the thing about it is, you guys have been canvassing the neighborhood. Yeah, people about that. So, um, how I, I got involved with this is, I'm a former probation officer and social worker. I grew up in one of the toughest neighborhoods in South Dallas. My parents are immigrants from Mexico, and my best friend was shot in the back by her best friend when I was, when I was 13. So I've always been involved in some type of community uh, awareness, uh, either because of my own uh, experiences or because I've always chosen those as my profession. And um, I, what I started noticing this past year and a half was we've increased the homeless area in the encampments off of uh, 290 corridor. So I asked to meet with our council uh, representatives um, in our neighborhood, Barton View neighborhood. And so Ann Kitchens came to our neighborhood and told us, yeah, she agreed, you know, it's getting out of control. And she said that she would commit to more cleanups. And at that time, I pressed her for at least once a week cleanups. She had said it was once a month. And it really looks like it's once a quarter right now, even with all the rate, the, uh, all of us protesting and as, asking for more cleanups. So after that, she told us that there would be a shelter coming to uh, all uh, districts in the, in the city um, and that we – all agreed that she had committed that it would not be near a residential neighborhood. And about a month and a half ago, um, uh, news broke on a Friday night that there would be a shelter off, uh, right next to a, 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 a residential and poor uh, Hispanic-dominated schools. And this really upsets me on so many levels. I mean, I, I, I can go on for hours and hours about how upsetting this is as a, as a mom, as a daughter of Mexican-American immigrants, Mexican immigrants, and someone who has dealt with um, living in low-income housing, how the city is trying to rush this through while parents are out on vacation, the legislative session is uh, in break. So there aren't many avenues for people to turn to to say, hey, wait a minute, slow your roll, let's figure out and make sure that we're doing the right thing for this community. There has not been any community engagement. I have met with every single neighborhood surrounding this property that they're trying that they're trying to buy. The Lindo neighborhood I met with them this week. They they were they were all caught off guard. The only neighborhood that had had some communication was not even until after the vote happened. South Lamar Neighborhood Association. They also are on that perimeter around that uh, shelter location and they indicated that the city represented how do you tell people bef- after you vote this is what we're going to do to you without getting the people engaged to have some type of buy-in regardless if you have a shelter or you don't you have to have neighborhood impact neighborhood involved to have some type of buy-in to welcome a hundred bed facility if it is so even if it's the most you know the the most well-behaved residents you want to have that community embrace it and if you from the beginning stop that from happening it, it's it's a disaster for everyone the homeless residents and also the neighborhoods and the kids in the schools and deny you actually you know you own the business used to own a business or own you own a business now i don't know how many days were left in that 
Uh, uh, just tell people, you know, days. your experience with what happened. With my Wait, experience? Three days? Yeah, we, we close on uh, the 31st, so it's official that they take over on the 1st. So, yeah, I've, I, I told my daughter, because she owns the business with me, I've been living downtown, and I could see from when, before they even passed this, I could see it getting worse and worse downtown. And, and you know, last year when I was sick, I made the decision to sell, but I never had one regret based on what's going on now. I immediately saw a change in downtown from the the day this, this whole thing passed, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, the next Monday after it passed, I literally had to clean... I didn't. I got the the downtown Austin Alliance to do it, but they did alert me that I would have to do it in the future. Human feces. When I go walk to the gym now, I'm always constantly walking around human feces. On Mother's Day, broad daylight, I saw someone shooting up. It's a, a friend that I I have. Um, she got assaulted. Thank goodness there was someone in a car on the corner. It was 7 a.m., second street area of downtown um, that jumped out of their car to save her. And then they called 911. It's it's just one thing after the other. And and I saw this coming. I didn't realize that they were going to do this and make it even worse, but they've never had a grip on this situation. And for the life of me, when Adler says he went to the places that did it wrong to ask them questions, that's beyond my ability to even fathom because you know, if I wanted to go pass a test or do something, I would go to someone that has done it successfully to ask them how they went about doing it. Why would you go somewhere where they don't know what they're doing and it's a complete mess? I have no idea why someone would use that kind of logic. And Cleo, you know, tell us, um, you know, as far as the mayor you know, the mayor's been he's been traveling around to California. He's going to El Paso. He's even talking about, you know, how um, our people that are from other countries that are coming to the United States, how they're being treated, you know, non doc, you know, undocumented workers and how they're they're being treated. You know, what do you what do you think about as far as that's concerned, the way we're, you know, we're handling this homeless situation here in Austin. Yeah, and this is not a political issue. I voted for Adler and Kitchen. I have I have pictures with Adler. I'm a big time. I was debutized as a voter registrar. Um, that, we have just as majority of Democrats as we do uh, Republicans in our group, and we're all concerned that the city is doing things without the engaging with the community, and without uh, learning best practices from uh, places that are doing. Uh, things correctly, like San Antonio, or even our neighbors, Community First Village. I spoke to them this week, and they in- indicated that, you know, putting a shelter near a active cr- crime and drug element in South Austin on 290 Corridor, when the fact that you, when I was a probation officer, if I sent uh, probationers off for drug treatment or some type of residential treatment, who in their right mind would put them back into an environment where they're going to be exposed to drugs and high crime, predatory behavior in their front yard. And that's what you see when you just go to the shelter site, walk around off 290, Pack Saddle Pass, uh, Manchac, any of those, and you will see active needles on the ground. I was doing a, one of the TV interviews, and I just looked down, and I was almost stepping on a drug needle. And this is things that weren't like this a year ago. 
You know, we have homes that are 200K to a million dollars in this area. This is all types of working class, middle class, upper upper class, middle uh, families that are all being impacted by poor decisions. And we have limited information of how this shelter is going to be run. And the reason why is not because we're not engaged, it's because the city refuses to meet with us. I even went to the downtown alliance and spent on a weeknight when I have other things. I have a mom who has brain damage that I help take care of. You know, I have things that I need to do. And I still went. The mayor was not present. I wanted to be there to hear what he had to say in regards to the ordinance or the shelter. And none of the city dignitaries were there. I ran outside and looked for a camera and I was like, hey, where is the mayor? And the next day the mayor responded and said, hey, I wanted to go to the event, but, you know, they told me, you know, that that, 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 we're, that was okay and I wanted to be there to answer questions. Well, hey, guess what? We planned our event way before the Downtown Alliance one and they declined it. Why would they decline our South Austin uh, community forum, but he's okay with going to uh, Downtown Alliance. What, what, how does that make any sense? We have a captive audience, several hundred people that want to meet with him, um, that, have, that are directly in the line of fire of all of his decisions and votes. Why wouldn't he want to meet with us? All right, thank you, Cleo. And you know what? This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're talking about, you know, the a lot of things happened over the weekend. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, <laughs> last night, this morning, we actually had a shooting that was downtown. Again, another shooting over by the Arch. Uh, also, a couple days before that, you actually had uh, a person was actually stabbed to the point that their their intestines came out of their body downtown Austin, right near the Arch and the Austin Police Department. And this was all by, and it, uh, unfortunately, it was by a homeless person that actually committed this, this heinous act. We're talking, you know, this person's entrails were hanging out of their body. That's what we're talking about. That is the point that, you know, we've gotten in this city, and we should not have gotten to this point. And this is actually going to get worse than what it is. Uh, you're talking, you know, Wait until a year from now. Uh, you know, a, a year ago, two years ago, you know, Ben White was a very nice place. Wasn't like this two years ago. Here we are now. Uh, you're looking at the way things are now. And I guarantee you, you wait until another year and Ben White, South Austin, it's going to be insane because the city of Austin, you know, like I said before, they have proven that they are not good neighbors. They cannot take care of the arch. you got to clean up the arch first the homeless shelter downtown before you can build a new facility and, and expect for the citizens in this town to actually trust you. You got to clean that up first because once you build this new facility, it's going to be the business as usual, the same thing. And then here we are. This facility is next to what? Three schools. Mm -hmm. 
three schools and one uh, very high-end uh, Montessori school um, that they were all not notified about the shelter being voted on and then passing. Um, the There's also a central market. I mean, you wouldn't think that right next to that you could walk. When we bought our lot to build our house there, we would we go, oh, we'll walk to the central market. Oh, no, there's no way we're ever going to walk to the central market, uh, which is like all of these are mixed um neighborhoods that are all impacted by this decision um to know that the city council continues to to deny us the ability to meet with them is really upsetting and um it it shows just how they they want to meet with people who are there yeah yes please you know we're we're fine you're okay with meeting uh to to do this to our community we're not so that's why they're 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 avoiding us and it's really upsetting because we're people who supported them and now that we have we have questions to ask and we want them to answer to us, uh, we deserve that. We don't. It just can't be at a dais and um, the council meeting where we have our two or three minutes, which we've done, and they just look at us and no, don't answer our questions. We want to have that back and forth discussion. That's that's something that we deserve as taxpayers, as citizens. If I, as a citizen, am required to make sure that my uh, yard is clean, that there isn't any. Uh, there isn't any dumping happening in my front yard. Their trash is picked up. I will get cited and taken to court. However, this city can have dumping everywhere. It looks like a third world country next to Central Market. Um, that should that it's hazardous, um, and it's just it is it, not speaking in hyperbole. This is actually how it is now. If anybody hasn't something, if you want something to do today, drive up and down to ninety, drive towards Central Market, up towards uh, Ben White. Um, the shelter location, 1112 Ben White, or any of the other intersections, and you'll see things that you you probably do not want your children to see. You know, people have seen, children have seen actual sex sex in the middle of the day on a school week. You know, these are, you could walk to uh, three schools within the Pack Saddle Pass, that, that, that little area. It's If you look up crime reports on this, the UC Uniform Crime Report Index, you will see that is a hot spot for Austin. Um, why would you put a shelter in that area? Or why not ask for community engagement so we can tell you that? If anything, the city should be thanking me to, to help them from making decisions that are so inept. With You have to have a community that can tell you what's going on in, in it and not just say, oh, I know what's best for you without getting us involved. Yeah, you're telling me that, uh, you know, y'all are wanting to have these neighborhood meetings and you want the city officials to show up and they're not showing That's up. That's right. That kind of reminds me of scene in Game of Thrones. I don't know if you've wow. seen it, but uh, end of season five, the church puts uh, the queen, Cersei, on trial and they're proceeding with the trial and she doesn't even show up because the whole time she has planted these bombs underneath the church and they're having this trial, but little do they know, she is about to blow them all up. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's exactly how it feels. And I, I'm, sometimes when I'm speaking of all the things that I, I, I feel like everyone is sending me either videos, documented proof of actual sex offenders under 290, um, activities that I shouldn't be seeing. I'm just a mom now. Like, this is not my role. Uh, this is all things I'm doing, but for no other reason, because I care about the safety of those children off of 290. 
this I'm not this is not my immediate residential area. So I'm I'm not like saying, hey, I don't want this shelter right next to me where I can walk to it. It takes seven minutes for me. So this is nothing more than I am concerned for the the children there. I'm concerned for the low income, the housing area there that they don't even know. They don't have a neighborhood association to keep them apprised of what's going on. So they're in the dark. That frustrates me because I really believe council and staff should be either sending out mailers. If we get mailers for all other kind of things, if we're getting a mailer about how we should be composting and they're sending us out postcards to to let us know that we're accessible, do you not think knowing about a shelter that could actually aggravate the situation that we already have, shouldn't our our right to safety in in our homes be as important to them? informing us of those kind of things? I just want to remind everyone, we all know this, but I just want to put the reminder out there. All this is happening while they all made sure that none of these homeless people were allowed to be at City Hall to camp. Mm. This is one of the most, the worst cases of abuse of power I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that's the one spot that they put in the provision. Yes, in the absolutely. They can camp anywhere they want on public sidewalks or anywhere except in front of City, City Hall. Because they don't want to see them. They don't want to deal with them. But yet Adler says ridiculous things like, put one of them in your house, take them in. That solves the problem. Yeah, I read that article that he did for Statesman, I think it was. Ridiculous. He's trying to pass the buck on something that's his job to fix. Yeah, and and I agree with you. You know, you're you're hitting the nail on the head. And 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 Cleo, once again, I want you to tell me the name of your organization, um, and also the name of your organization and exactly what's going to happen on August the sixth. All right, so it's Safe Project, and we you can access us on the website that we built. All all of this is without you know this. No one is getting paid for this. This is all parents and neighbors that are rallying together to inform the community. It's safeprojectaustin.com, and the SAFE stands for Safe Austin for Everyone Project. And we're doing a community panel on August 6th at 6 p.m., and uh, Woodland Baptist Church has generously let us borrow uh, their their location. Mr. Cargo had uh, let us borrow his, too, but we needed a bigger location for uh, for the amount of feedback that we're getting. Um, we will be talking about the proposed shelter, but also the camping and ordinance changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Austin Police Association will have a representative there. I'm also asking for police and fire chiefs to be there. They have also, uh, they haven't uh, officially declined. The people that have declined are councilmen and the mayor, uh, council renteria and kitchen and the mayor. Uh, however, we've sent a response letter to them asking that they reconsider uh, because we don't want them making any more decisions on our behalf without engagement from us. And so I hope that they do come. It's the week that, uh, an, uh, very important, you guys, August 8th is the next city council meeting, and they will be uh, meeting and voting on more homeless issues. So we cannot, uh, I've confirmed with every single neighborhood association. They are not reaching out with us. And for Kitchen to say that she is talking to neighbors, that is lie. Okay, I'm going to say it's a lie because she has not that The South Lamar uh, Association, they're not meeting till after the council meeting. And they haven't met as a neighborhood. Uh, we have not met with them, Barton View. Uh, Galindo, I met with them 
And I was answering questions that I think a council person should be answering at their neighborhood meeting on Monday. Uh, and, you know, I also met with Western Trails, which is a Sunrise Church is connected to in that neighborhood. And Sunrise Church is instrumental in helping the, uh, the homeless individuals take showers. I was told that they provide needles, uh, and that's why we see so many needles probably. I don't know, but that's what I was told. So there are so many communities, and all of these communities have not directly heard from Ann Kitchen, Renteria, or the mayor in some type of uh, community engagement capacity. This is why I'm doing it. Uh, something that I think the council should be doing, not me. I think the the council should be forming these kind of forums with all parties that are interested in this. Um, so I've asked the chief of police and also the chief of the fire department because we had three fires within a four-day span uh, two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a bridge that fell collapsed after in Atlanta. Uh, that a homeless man um, set to f set on fire uh, the chair and the the whole bridge collapsed eventually because of the constant degradation to the 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 structure. Right. Um, there was also a, a homeless individual that was charged uh, several years ago and arrested for uh, setting a um, uh, uh, some I don't remember what he set on fire, but he set and. 10 houses burned to the ground in Oak Hill. Oh, my goodness. Um, those charges, I don't. they were dropped, but still, this shows that you, in Texas, with the heat and the amount, we love Barton Creek, and the, I mean, I'm looking out your windows, and I see trees everywhere. I, this is an area where we love nature, and we love things where it's green and everything, but with that comes dry mm -hmm. spells, and people who aren't as savvy or understand how threatening fire can be right. uh, given at certain times of the year. All right. And we come back from the break. I'm going to let you close that thought out as well. And I also want to get back to my 511tactical.com. Uh, find out about how many, you know, how many hours we have left to get that deal. Because I got to get me some uh, some some tactical gear there. Uh, we got to get to this event that's going to happen next week in Austin. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on guys? It's Jack Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I tell you, it's it's crazy, man. With the shooting that we had downtown Austin at the Arch, man, I was rolling in this morning and I actually saw someone in a vehicle with no doors on the vehicle wearing a motorcycle helmet. That is how you have to drive into this city. That is insane. I'm telling you, no doors, motorcycle helmet. That's how you prepare to enter the city of Austin. That is where we are today. And that's not where we should be. All right, so we have in the studio, we have Cleo. Cleo's here. She's talking to us about the event that's going to happen on August the 6th. Um, also, we have in the studio, and we have 511tactical.com. 511, you guys got that what? 
What's going on right that, now? The family and friends uh, event sale, 20% off of everything in store. Man, you have bags. We got bags. We have pants. We have shoes. We have boots. And you have those, what is those, uh, pro pants? What are those? The ABR Pro Pant. ABR. Yeah, ABR Pro Pant. It's a great pant, uh, Teflon-coated, ripstop material, stretch fabric, uh, awesome. extra pack pockets. And what's that law enforcement, those law enforcement pants? Oh, oh, we got a professional side as well on 511tactical.com where you can get uniform items uh, for uh, police, uh, fire, uh, firefighters, uh, EMS. We carry all that stuff as well. All right, and that's 20% off. 20% off online also on 511tactical.com. Man, man, did you, ha- did you hear what happened in Baltimore? Baltimore, Maryland. The rats? No, not the rats. What? The commissioner, uh, one of the assistant commissioners there in Baltimore, the Baltimore Police Department, he's the deputy police commissioner. Him and his wife were out, you know, strolling alone downtown Baltimore, and they were mugged. The assistant police commissioner was mugged in Baltimore. At gunpoint, right? Yeah, at gunpoint. Check this guy out. That's him right there. We got, if you're on Facebook, you can see his face. That's right. Him and his wife were strolling alone downtown Baltimore, and they were mugged. Let me tell you, if the assistant police commissioner, ladies and gentlemen, that is the assistant police chief, for those that don't know. If this person here, you know, can't be safe, how in the world are you supposed to be safe as a regular citizen? Insane. They got robbed by two 16-year-olds. <laughs> Crazy. 16-year-olds, the police commissioner. That's how bad that city is. Baltimore. I'll tell you. All right. So uh, let me go back to Cleo. Cleo, uh, once again, tell me the name of your organization. Yes, it's Safe Project. Safe Uh, Project. mm -hmm. All right. And then so this all started because the city of Austin decided that they were going to change the ordinance. Right. And what was that change? Um, uh, Well, that they they would allow the camping uh, in public areas and um, also the shelter. What What happened is this shelter was voted Earlier in the day, okay. and you heard jaw-dropping stories from all people from all walks of life telling their interactions already, what is happening in 290, and saying, hey, can we meet first before you make this decision that's going to impact our community? And um, they completely disregarded all those uh, victim impact stories, I would call them. And later that day, they decided that they were going to take it a step further and allow more of this kind of behavior. This uh, emboldened attitude, and obviously not all criminals are, are, are cr- not all homeless are criminals, obviously. Correct. Also, homeless are themselves, uh, by criminal elements, they're being preyed on. So prote- we, we, we're concerned of their safety. When you have people who say, oh, well, you know, it's a hands-off attitude from the police, so I'm going to take it this, to the next step. Uh, I had a lady who sent me a, a video of uh, a homeless man taking a shower in her backyard. And obviously, that's illegal. And if a police officer caught him in the act, they would take him away. But it's this attitude where, okay, you know, I know that the police are, you know, they're treating all of us that, you know, they either don't have space for us in the jail or whatever other reason they're, they've been given. That they're they're feeling embracing that they can do things that before, uh, uh, several months ago, they probably wouldn't have tried. And I, I really feel that this is on the backs of the city council for what they've done to South Austin community, to to uh, to release the gates, if I feel, you know, and to, to make children especially accessible to this type of behavior um, off 290, that, that corridor. So th- 
when I started the petition, which has almost 6,000 signatures, this is not by like a huge outreach that I've done or or by a, a, a big media presence to get the word out. But this is because uh, everyone is concerned with how this shelter was rolled out, the lack of information that we have, and also if there will be a restrictive covenant that will be like the rules of how this shelter will like and Kitchen says, will they be good neighbors? At any time, if any resident of the 100 residents is not uh, complying with the rules, they can walk out. Where are they going to walk out to? In a neighborhood with children, with this Montessori school, everything within walking distance, when we already have a, a high amount of homeless encampments, drug and crime activity. That makes no sense to do that to this community that's already the ones being impacted. And, and people are upset because the, the main thing is we're not being cruel. We're not trying to be mean. We're, you know, we're not being, you know. Not villainizing. Uh, yeah, we're not trying to vil, you know, villainize the, the homeless. What we're saying is the city of Austin has proven that they cannot be trusted. They've proven that they're not good neighbors because the way they're handling, they have handled the arch downtown. That's right. And if you and, look at publications from the arch long time ago, this is a... It, this is not ha- has ha- hasn't happened in recent history. This is a monumental change. The but- funny thing is, you know, with that area downtown, you know, before this ordinance took effect, you ask, you know, how many how, how many homeless or how many people have actually you know been victim, you know, written a ticket. They actually wrote them a ticket for hanging out downtown, sleeping and stuff like that. In a year, we're talking like four people in an entire year. Right. But when you do this, what happens is you remove any restrictions. Absolutely. What happens is you have people from other cities will bus people Absolutely. into this city. And that's what's happening. Absolutely. They're actually busting them into the city of Austin now. And now our population is growing. Even the homeless, you ask them themselves. Right. You say, hey, do you like this? The fact they removed the ordinance. They will tell you no. Well, why don't you like it? Well, what's happening is they're busting people in. And now the people that are here are having to fight for territory. Absolutely. And now you're starting, you know. Turf home. battles. Yeah, turf yeah. wars. Yeah. Um, so when you look at publications from a long time ago about what they promised about art, it's the exact same scenario. Lack of community involvement, not doing things that are lessons learned from places that are successful like Haven for Hope or Community First Village, where everyone, we all are social animals. We want to belong to a community. Even if it's not an actual structure of a building, you want to have friends or a relationship with people. So in order to have that, you have to have, first of all, like I keep, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you have to have community engagement. Yes. You have to have us involved in how this is all going to go down. And well, here's the, ba- the kicker to it all. The kicker to everything is the fact that, you know, the mayor didn't show up to the downtown you know, alliance. The downtown alliance. And here he is. He can travel to El Paso. He can travel to California, Hawaii. you know, to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, he can go overseas and 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 ask them about problems over there. But when his constituents, people that are right here, he doesn't have the time to give us that ear. And and we, like you said earlier, it's not about going downtown Austin and sitting there and uh, giving your three to. minutes. Yeah. Exactly. We don't want to be lectured to. We don't want to give just three minutes. What we want to do is we want them to listen to us and answer. And answer, answer our questions. Yes. So he needs to come down and sit there and listen to Absolutely. what the people have to say. Absolutely. And if you talk to media, people who have interviewed, I've interviewed every single channel, every radio, and even the PBS channel, they will tell you that this is a part of your role as a politician and elected official. You have to engage with everybody. You have to have that ability to do that. Um, regardless of how you feel about the ordinance or about the shelter, 
having that dialogue is so important for buy-in. You have to have that. Um, you have to know where the community stands and what we can do to to embrace any community, any shelter, any program, regardless of what it is, in your community that they're trying to place. Especially when you have our most vulnerable children who can't defend themselves. We have to know what is they're trying to place in our neighborhoods. And anyone who says this is not in a residential neighborhood, it, it you're fooling yourself. This is right. you can walk, you can inside. If you were inside this building, you can look inside of people's backyard from this building. Like, like you said, you know, if you if you're not sure about how this is all going to play out in the future, just go downtown right now. Stop where you're doing. Go downtown to Seventh Street and and go to the arch and just walk to the arch. I dare you to walk next to the arch. I dare you. Yeah. I if you're doubting what we're saying, just get out of your vehicle and walk along the sidewalk of the arch. That's right. And I would ask the mayor to walk down Packsaddle Pass oh, now. Oh, here's my challenge to yeah. the mayor. My challenge to the mayor is I want you, Mr. Mayor, to go down to the arch. And all I want you to do is bring one bodyguard. Yeah. I'm going to let you bring one, one bodyguard to the arch. No one else. I want you to walk down there because I want you to at least halfway put yourself in our shoes. That's right. I'm going to give you at least one bodyguard. That's, That's all right. I ask. One bodyguard and go down there and walk to the arch. And he can only have uh, two magazines of ammo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot. And that's, that's my challenge to the mayor. You know, put yourself in our shoes. So um, you, we have mothers who used to, who live, still do, uh, and lived here 10, 15 years on, uh, on 290 near the, the grocery store right there. She used to walk her children mm. um, to the grocery store. She can't even do that anymore. She can't even walk across her yard. You know, there's encampments happening in, near her front yard. Uh, these are things that you would think a uh, working middle-class family, they have a right to do anywhere in Austin, but especially something that up to a couple years ago, she was able to do. Something right. is wrong here. Something is broken. You know, and, and you know what, Cleo, I want to thank you. Don't forget August the 6th at 6 p.m. Yep. Uh, we're going to meet at what's the name of the church? Woodlawn Baptist Church. At Woodlawn Baptist There'll Church. Be air conditioned. There'll be a PA system, your opportunity to ask questions. And I want to thank my our guest, uh, Cleo, for being here. I also want to thank uh, Mr. Michael Martinez, the assistant manager for 511 Tactical. You can go to www.511tactical.com and check them out. Enjoy some of those discounts. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.